0: city it's your man big pat the voice of your charlotte hornets and you're listening to the all hornets podcast network presented by sports illustrated
1: getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing a -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at blue nile can help your love sparkle
0: Hello and welcome to the Hornets and Heartbreak Podcast. My name is Mark Bernacki and I'm here with my co-host, Tim Rogers. What's up, Tim?
1: What do you do? liquor? bark.
0: I'm doing pretty well, man. It is lottery day. We are coming at y'all live. It's 8.01 Eastern time. We're going to be recording uh, while watching the lottery, giving y'all our live reactions. And Tim, you texted me at 5.57 in the morning this morning. Merry Christmas. All right, And I've been thinking about it. Is this day really Christmas? Or is it more like New Year's Eve? We're going to find out. We're going to find out in a little bit. On New Year's Eve, you know, you get really excited. You like make some big plans. And everyone knows that it's like the worst holiday. It never ends up being that great. Is it going to be more like Christmas, Tim? Or is it going to be more like New Year's Eve tonight? What are you thinking?
1: It's going to be Christmas. We're, okay. uh, we're, coming, we're coming home with a beautiful Victor... And uh, very excited. You're right about New Year's Eve, though. Um, Everyone always wants to go out. And you just need one person in the group to actually convince people, just drink at home. (laughs) It would be so much easier.
0: Yeah. I think the analogy for the lottery, like, in general, not this lottery specifically, but for the lottery in general, is New Year's Eve. Because it's so much excitement. And then, like, it ends up, typically, you don't get the number one pick. You don't get the pick you want. But then the Lamella Ball won two years ago. That's going to be... Uh, or three years ago. Shit. Uh, that's going to be, uh, Christmas for me,
1: but. Hey, you know what? Some people have divorced parents. You get two Christmases. Facts.
0: Okay. Um, so framing this a little bit, uh, I was thinking about it the other day and I listened to the other podcast, uh, with James and chase and James framed it. Like the top three picks is, uh, a success, and uh, anything else than that is a failure for this lottery. And I agree. That's, I still think I'm going to be pretty bummed when, if the Hornets don't get a number one pick. But the top three picks is really where this draft uh, is made. It's got Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, and Victor Weminyama in the top three. If we get one of those three players, we can say the lottery was a success. Uh, obviously, one of them. I want a little bit more than the others, Tim. But, and then after that, it just gets so much worse. Are you are you on the same page as me?
1: Quick disclaimer, um any discussion about Brandon Miller is strictly in a basketball sense. Uh nothing to do with personal off-the-court issues and legal troubles. Uh strictly as a prospect. We do not mean to be insensitive.
0: Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh yeah, we're just talking about him as the basketball player compared to compared to Scoot Henderson uh taking taking everything that happened with him uh, this past season, like, out of... Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I know every year, like, you know, it never happens where the first three players taking the draft end up being the three best players from that draft. I just don't really care in the moment, though. Like, I'm sure, you know, the seventh pick might end up being, you know, the second best player. Yeah, just give me a top three pick. And it's like, if we miss on that, we miss on that. But it's a month's worth of excitement. Um, and, yeah, really, uh, not the biggest scoot henderson fan but if we draft him i will do a complete 180 and will be my second favorite player after steven jackson all
0: right i got the uh on the tv here i see the reveal is in 12 minutes here tim so we we have some time to kill so uh let's let's dive a little bit more into that uh scoot too short right that's your kind of your main synopsis of why you're lower on him.
1: Um, I wouldn't even say too short because he, you know, he got I think he has like a six-nine wingspan. He is a freak athlete, but um yeah, he pretty much put up rookie year Dennis Smith Jr. stats in the G League. Mm. And you know, Dennis Smith Jr., great success story. He's also been in the league six years and he's been on four teams. So I mean, obviously, you know, Scoot could be better than that. I just always worry with small guards with shaky shooting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's kind of another reason why the uh, Thompson Twins, they're not small guards, but they do have shaky shooting, very, very shaky shooting. And that's why I'm, like, so high on the top three in this draft, um, is that past that, like, the Thompson Twins are supposed to be, like, the the fourth and fifth best players in the draft or, like, somewhere near there. And I, like, just, like, don't (laughs) know how to evaluate them at all playing an overtime elite. I would not be – I wouldn't be surprised if they were like pretty good as rookies or I also would not be surprised if they just were like bottom of the first round performance as rookies. Like, like what you said with Will Mello coming into the league bottom five player in the league would not surprise me with either of them. Uh, And yeah. So, and then you also got like Cam Whitmore, me and you both uh, had like the same reaction to him where like it's not a good sign when the first three minutes of your highlight tape are just dunks his ball handling is is a little suspect he i think he he could be good but he's just not on the same level as a brandon miller or a scoot henderson and uh we're burying the lead a little bit but victor women Yamatin.
1: yeah i mean i i think the the hype with you know best prospects since lebron i mean i think that anthony davis Kind of holds that title to me. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Wemby goes there. I'm a little I'm a little nervous. Um, you know, just you don't hear often about guys agents coming in and saying that they're actually shorter than listed. The height is a bit of a concern, but even if that dude just plays sixty games a season, I think will be will be pretty awesome right off the bat.
0: Well, you're talking about height as a concern, like in terms of injury risk? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, tr- this is like the first time in history where people are trying to say that he's shorter than he actually is. Uh, and uh, like if you Google Victor Weminyama height, K- you're, was right. Like it's seven, two is what Google says. But that's just not right. Like that's just not correct at all. Uh, or every other player in the NBA is two to three inches shorter than, than what, said, <laughs> what it said when you Google them, because Victor is substantially taller than Rudy Gobert. He's substantially taller than Chad Holmgren. I would say seven four, seven five.
1: Yeah, and I agree. I um, I always laugh when you are like, oh, was he measured barefoot? Was he measured in shoes? It's like, well, does he play in shoes? It's like, isn't that all that really matters?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, but any, I mean, anyways, the only potential risk factor with him is injuries. Outside of that, it's not hyperbole. We have never seen anybody play like Victor Weminyama plays basketball. Ever. It's it's not an exaggeration. Nobody has ever been that tall and that skilled coming to the league. I mean, like his skill set to me is just as impressive as KD's skills coming into the league, except he's literally six inches taller.
1: What an absurd statement that is! You know, you can say that, and like people aren't gonna like crucify you.
0: Yeah, it is um, just true. Like, it's like, like it's ju- it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, people pointed. I think what did he shoot? Twenty eight percent from three this year. As we learned with Lamelo, those can be kind of noisy numbers. Um, it's a different game, but yeah, I mean, I think his shot looks good. I mean, I, I do. I am pretty curious how much ball handling duty he's gonna have year one. Like, I'm not saying he's just going to be like a, you know, post up stiff or anything, but I wonder what happens the first couple times he really tries to like ISO on the perimeter. Mm.
0: All right. On the, on the broadcast here, I see they're interviewing the Thompson twins. Asar Thompson is two time MVP and Eamon Thompson is a one time overtime elite MVP. This is news to me, Tim. So does that mean that we should be happy if we get Asar? What does that mean?
1: I think that that means that they've played three years in the G League and they're already, um, they'll be like 21 years old by the time the season starts. That's, that's what I hear that. Also, it makes me laugh because I've heard uh, like Sam Pacini and some draft guys be like, you know, the second that they walk on the floor, they'll be top 10 athletes in the NBA. But it's like they say that every single draft. So, like, the top 10 athletes in the NBA is like 45 players long. So always just a little a little curious with um the project the project wings i mean i I hope you know again, if we draft them, I think they'll be awesome, but yeah, kind of kind of nervous, kind of nervous about them, and Whitmore, I like Whitmore more, um even though we were a little lower on him. The shot does kind of scare me a little bit, but I do think he's like a tank and a freak of an athlete,
0: yeah, no so I mentioned his handles like like rough. Uh, and you, you would agree with that, right? It, yes. It does not look clean at all. You, you've once told me that I have the ugliest handle of all time. <laughs> uh, and I was watching Cam Whitmore clips and I was like, yeah, he kind of has a nice handle. And that's a problem. <laughs> because... <laughs> like <game-recognized> game
1: recognized <laughs> game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that good of a handle. Um, But uh, also his shooting is like super slow. Um, Like it feels like he's, like takes a second to decide he's going to shoot before he even shoots. Uh just like that that was pretty glaring. I'm not saying he can't fix it, but in terms of like finished prospects, somebody like Brandon Miller is like way way ahead of him, I think.
1: Yeah, I respect that Cam Whitmore was uh the one person that like plays 2K and is like I'm going to make the shot slower. Like, mm. That'll be better. Yeah. Yeah, exact- exactly. Um
0: so yeah, that that's like our sort of emotions going into this is that if we get a top 3 pick we're we're going to be happy and then if we get a, anything outside of that it's going to be a disappointment or what was the word you used tim disaster yes yeah
1: yeah it's a disaster and um, as we've learned in the nba there is there is no fema for the charlotte hornets uh very sad here's my take if we fall out of the top four we gotta we're packaging that pick
0: ah well we can talk we can talk more about that when it when it actually happens um it looks like the lottery is about to, they're going on like commercial break uh and then in six minutes Tim, they're taking the stage so in six minutes we will find out uh at least the top the top like 14 through five. Right. And then it goes to the another break. And then we find out the last four picks.
1: Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm legitimately nervous right now. This has been a, this is like my favorite day of the year, but yeah, these, these like 10 minutes are the most stressful part of my year.
0: This is what I'm talking about, dude. This is new year's Eve when you're trying to decide on the correct plan. And there's like, Oh, do you want to go to this bar? Do you want to go to this bar? You got a house party here. This is new year's Eve, dude. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be the one time where we find the perfect New Year's Eve party tonight. I can feel it.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I mean, I think either way, um, just after the disaster of last season, we'll still be adding you know Cody Martin back into the rotation, assuming his <laughs> knee is okay. You just take a second to listen to yourself. What you just said? Hey, I've I've seen the light, dude. I'm. I'm with it. I also texted you the other day, and I said, "What are the chances that James Booknight ever has a better playoff run than Caleb, Mer- Caleb Martin is currently happening?" Adding,
0: and it was pretty low. What did I respond?
1: And you said five percent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I I also think that apart from this, like the what I'll immediately start doing to try to comfort myself is say. Oh, like, you know, Miles Bridges will be back. The team will be a lot better next season. Um, Like you said, Cody Martin will be back. Like, the team will be probably better than last year, regardless of what pick we get. But, yeah, number one, number two, or number three is going to help us a lot more than number six or number eight.
1: Yeah, it'll also just be nice um, this kind of, you know, the media did turn on us, on us a little bit can't blame us but like two years ago we were like the league past darling everyone loved us and then after Lamelo has a injury riddled season our second best player miles bridges misses the entire season cody martin misses essentially the entire season they're just like yeah man the hornets suck man what a wasteland yeah god they would a garbage team it's like yeah i would love for a team to miss its three best players like what team's ever done that And they've been like what a success story
0: Honestly, it is kind of a miracle that we weren't in the bottom three. Like, I wish we were, right? But, like, it's kind of crazy that we weren't in the bottom three that with that <laughs> having happened to our season. But.
1: Hey, man, you know, we just can't beat the Pistons.
0: Right, I have That's one sad. question for you, Tim, before they start. Yeah. Uh, if, like, which team, if they get Wemby, will, will lead you to the conclusion that the NBA is rigged?
1: Um, if it's the Pelicans, I would be like legitimately bad.
0: Yeah, I also think they have yeah, they have the least odds. Um, so that would that would be pretty insane. Dallas, yeah. Dallas, Dallas would lead me to that conclusion also.
1: Yeah, Dallas I would be I'd be pretty hurt by. I gotta be honest, I love, you know, 2014 Spurs. We're really like the 2012 through 14 Spurs, my favorite teams of all time. Really don't want to see him in San Antonio. Just don't really have much interest in watching them outside of when the Hornets are playing. Uh, definitely don't want him to go to the Pistons. Uh, hate Kate Cunningham and root for them to fail at all points. Uh, wouldn't be too upset with the Rockets. And this is blasphemous. If it an Eastern Conference team, I think he'd be pretty awesome in Indiana.
0: With uh, with our boy? Andrew. our boy, Hallie. Mm, very, very hot take there. I don't I don't know if I'd eh, I, I don't really care about Indiana getting him. Um and I guess I guess the Halliburton Halliburton Wemby combo would be like only half as good as the Lamello Wemby combo. <laughs>
1: that All is right, true. So, I know oh it's time. Oh, my bad. oh Nick Collinson. Nick I'm Collinson. cracking
0: a cracking a beer. It is a French beer. That's my attempt at good luck. I'm also wearing a LaMelo ball uh jersey. Same jersey number as Wemby. We can sort that out later. Uh, <laughs> Wemby's <laughs> like, I won't play for the Hornets <laughs> if I don't get to wear number one. Okay, they are kind of starting. <laughs> one minute and
1: thirty <laughs> seconds. <They're> riveting <laughs> content.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, and I have the tankathon list pulled up here, Tim. We got any team like that goes in the correct order. Is good for us because that means they did not move up into the lottery. So, um, anytime there's a team that uh t- picks and or like is picked and it's the correct order, that is a good thing. So, like, new, if New Orleans gets the uh 14th pick, that is a good thing because they did not move up into the top four and take one of our spots.
1: Root <sighs> for that. Um, starting out. Oh, Raptors. Okay. You know who's got a great job? Mark Tatum. Deputy Deputy Commissioner of the NBA. Comes on for the lottery, second round of the draft. And uh, otherwise, like, what is he really doing throughout the year? No idea. Who
0: is representing the Hornets? Do we know? Mark Williams. Oh, nice. Nice.
1: Licker Mark Williams.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out, Mark. Mark. All right. This is just... uh tension filled um i forgot that the mavs have their pick uh being traded away so earlier when i said the mavs if the mavs get the pick then the the league is rigged but their pick's not going to them right
1: um no it would be as long as they stay in the top 10
0: uh wait oh, okay brandon roy in the
1: house? whoa
0: what 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 pick are you at dude i'm not at a pick yet
1: are you, how far behind are you?
0: Must be very far behind.
1: Oh wow! Um, go ahead and talk. I do, I don't want to spoil this. Um, Detroit is picking, or Orlando is sixth. Detroit is fifth. So wait, we're in the top four? Yes. Dude, what the fuck? I was so far
0: behind. I was so far behind. I don't know how I was that far behind.
1: Oh man. This is just a lot to process. I honestly, I've been expecting us to get like the sixth pick all day. Top four pick, Tim. Top
0: four pick. And we're on commercials?
1: We are on commercials.
0: What are you seeing right now on your screen?
1: I'm seeing an ATT ad. Now, a Wendy's ad? Sadly, not. Oh, now it's Wendy's ad. Ah, the big okay. bag. All right, I'm
0: back. I'm back, dude. I can't believe I missed that entire thing.
1: Woo! Uh, I, I was trying not to. I was trying not to give it away until you revealed you were in the Stone Ages.
0: Yeah, I was three Ooh. minutes behind. Apologize to all the all the uh, listeners. This might not be the greatest lottery reaction <laughs> podcast of all time.
1: You know what we should do? We should insert some forgetting Sarah Marshall quotes. Just throughout. <laughs> yeah, that worked so well last time.
0: <laughs> the one of several deleted podcasts this year. All right, dude. Yeah, top four pick. I didn't even get to see it. But that's a have incredible.
1: to Oh man, this is um Holy this is gosh. showing showing my age right now. How do I turn off notifications? Dude, and who who moved out? Um Detroit and Orlando. Well Orlando was I guess Orlando was five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I guess that means it's gonna be uh God, yeah, I should have done this this faster. So the Trailblazers have moved up.
0: Trailblazers have moved up, and Detroit has moved out. It's Trailblazer Charlotte San Antonio Houston.
1: It's a little nerve wracking.
0: Yes, it is. All right. I think I'm maybe now slightly ahead of you. Uh so- yeah. Do you want? Do you want to just announce it when it when it happens?
1: Who? Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to keep myself composed. That's a difficult thing to do.
0: The Hornets are in the top four. Tim,
1: things are things are looking up, and we're not just going to be top four. We get number but one. But
0: I, I will see. I will say that if we get fourth that will be disappointed even though we've already like it's already better than the worst possible scenario but just getting forth having this commercial break this will be heartbreaking
1: yeah that would definitely be a a bit of blue balls yeah that's the correct word i was looking for there oh my god it is what? the houston rockets at number four holy shit Oh my god, it's a fucking trailblazer's number three! Dude. Dude. Holy... Oh, fuck! All right, we're number two. I will take that all day. I will take that all day. Oh. Dude. Dude. Oh my god. All right, so Spurs get the number one pick. That is a happy man right there. I don't think I've ever been that happy in my life. Ooh. All right, that could have been worse. I'm speechless, dude. Speechless. (sighs) Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird to jump up to the number two pick and still be this disappointed
0: yeah yeah they like you said uh this is the ultimate blue balls
1: ah. wow so who We're we and gonna... cam whitmore number two baby <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's either it's either Scoot or uh Brandon Miller. Well, we'll see we'll see what the uh the Hornets decide to do. I I'm I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said I was going to be happy if it was top 3 pick. This is uh this is very depressing that we got so
1: close but yet so far away, Tim. Man, yeah, I if if I was in a different phase of my life, I would be smoking cigarettes in the house right now. I am so stressed out. That yeah. was um, that was riveting. Um, I'm pretty happy that, you know, the hater in me, pretty happy that Detroit fell to five.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That doesn't quite make it wow, man. I always thought that it was bullshit when people say like, man, you know, your life flashing for you, your eyes. I mean, as he was going down... For that that last that last card i i just i relived everything i feel
0: you i feel you uh yeah for the people who weren't aren't able to see the zoom my head just went into my palms for about one minute and i was just completely silent tim kept his composure in an unlikely turn of events I, I was the one who just couldn't speak for a whole minute but uh yeah yeah uh Scoot or Brandon Miller, going to be a sick addition to the team for sure. It's not Victor Wembanyama, but it's better than picking fourth, fifth, sixth, or whatever. So,
1: overall, successful lottery. Who's to say that uh, the Spurs even take Victor one? Who knows?
0: (laughs) They're interviewing him right now. They interviewed the Spurs person and then they interviewed Victor immediately after that. They, hey they man. Know. They know.
1: They we got both Thompson twins there too. Who knows?
0: Listen, dude, this fucking lottery shit is rigged. All right. Greg Popovich, they want they wanted Victor to go go to the Spurs where there's some European influence with Tony Parker. Uh that's my take. That's my take.
1: I mean, here's here's the galaxy brain. Is uh, once upon a time there was a can't miss prospect named Zion Williamson, who everyone was like, "Oh, you got to take him. He's got some injury concerns." But I mean, it's just a once in a generation prospect. You got to do it. And then a super exciting, quick point guard that went number two. That was supposed to be the consolation prize. And uh, look how that's turned out for Memphis and John Morant. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, dude yeah uh i think i'm just gonna i think i'm just gonna go watch a bunch of brandon miller and scoot henderson highlights and then based off those i'm going to now become a massive scoot or um brandon fan uh i haven't i have not like distinguished between the two at all yet i think you're probably leaning brandon miller right
1: yeah i'm kind of at the point of I just I just trust wings. I'd rather miss on a wing than you know hit on like a midpoint guard. But again, I also wanted James Wisen over Lamelo Ball, so I don't know anything. No, no,
0: no. You do don't don't, <laughs> don't lie to yourself.
1: No, uh, I I'm I'm talking myself into it because I was never. I think that Lamelo is awesome off ball, and so having another point guard there really would not. I would not mind that at all, if that means that less Terry Rozier shots, but do we think that Scoot Henderson's going to be able to beat out James Booknight in the rotation? Yes. Bold take.
0: <laughs> all right, I have I have another thing to say here. Um, I was actually always, even prior to this podcast, super skeptical of Victor Wimbaniama's durability in the league. So um, if the Spurs take him, dude, that's a risky move. That is a, a very risky move with his uh, propensity to get injured.
1: It's, um, and I think he will be best played in this, but it is going to be funny the first time that like Kevon Looney just destroys him in a game. Yeah, that'll be a viral clip. Yeah, he kind of sucks, actually. You know, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, I think the best thing that ever happened to us, we missed out on that bum Anthony Davis. We got a defensive minded guy in Michael Kidd Gilchrist. And I um, mean, who's laughing now?
0: Yeah, we got the number two pick. Uh yeah. In in like literally any other year, I think I would be so excited right now. I'm obviously kidding. I wish we got Victor. Uh <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah, it's like it's taken taking a second to uh emotionally set in. I, I don't think I'm gonna get over that that tease there for a couple of days, Tim. I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: Yeah, that would have been super fucked up if I pretended that we got Victor.
0: Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, yes, it would have. Uh yes it would have. Okay. Remember we
1: where do we go from here, Tim? We're going to the moon, dude. We got Scoot, we got Mello or Miller. I mean, now I'm now that we have a top three pick, which is, you know, obviously we won one. I feel like we're gonna be saying that for the rest of our lives. Um But man, the future is really looking bright. Now we just gotta is it time is it too early to start the trade Terry Rozier talks no no it's not yeah so okay we draft
0: I think Brandon Miller's a better fit on the team
1: I do too but do we draft for fit actually I just think that I think the Brandon Miller might just be like a better prospect oh no when I see a guys six nine and can shoot threes play defense I'm like okay yep that's good enough for me
0: Well, but I say that, but then there's Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. We're all similar size, similar position, right? Uh, Like that is a conflict of interest. Um, Scoot, like, do you think that Scoot and Lamelo can play together? Yes. Okay. Okay. So it should it should just be I think draft the best. Best player available, and I think it's up for debate which one it is. Now, what would you do if the Hornets don't pick one of those two players?
1: I would be very upset unless it just means that Mitch Kupchak traded for five second round picks. He nails those. Yeah, no,
0: uh, yeah, no. If they if they don't pick one of those two players, I will. I'm quitting the podcast. That's that's official. Um.
1: Yeah, I think this. I. I'm I'm now I'm 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 changing my tune, change my tune. I'm pretty excited. I think that either either player, right, will um will just be a huge addition. I'm I am picturing in my head the Lamelo, Scoot, Miles pick and rolls or uh, fast breaks with um with Mark Williams the trailer, pretty nasty. No, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that if we don't pick one of one of those two, but you're leaning. I I haven't. I haven't done enough research to be confident. I've I've been leaning Miller this whole time, but now that we're at two, I'm just, I'm a little tantalized. I don't know, but I'm also thrown off by like everybody collectively
0: seeming to decide that Brandon Miller's the number two now. Like I almost liked it more when it was just me and you saying Brandon Miller was better than, than Scoot Henderson. But now everybody seems to be saying that it's a little weird. His performance in the, the last game of the, of the, uh, March Madness tournament was like pretty atrocious. I'm not really Whoa. sure how his stock has risen since that, since that and uh off off the court incidents occurred. Um, it's kind of weird that he's like now the number two consensus guy. Um
1: yeah. Yeah, I I do it's a weird. I mean, but Scoop had it, it's got a two to one assist to turnover ratio. Shot 42% from the field, 27% from three, 76% from the free throw line. I mean, that is pretty shoddy. That's why, you know, we've had our decades-long battle for John Moran, it feels like, at this point. And I really just don't like point guards that can't shoot. Mm. I just think you have to be so electric. And even, like, you know, Ja, John Wall, Derrick Rose, like – those guys were great, and then every time the playoffs rolled around, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, if you're not getting out in transition all the time, and Ja and John Wall were so great that, I mean, they could just, you know, grab a defensive rebound, turn transition out of nowhere. I'm – I'm nope, I'm, I'm just saying it right now. Brandon Miller, take it at two. Don't ever think it. Cool.
0: Uh, I'll I'll go on uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? On uh, – not on notice. On record. On record as saying, uh, Brandon Miller is my current pick, but I'm about to like watch literally hours of both of them over the next few days. And I retain the right to
1: change my decision. It's going to be so tough. Uh, Caitlin just thought the playoffs were almost over. And now <laughs> she's going to be coming home tomorrow to be watching full G League Ignite games. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a really tough sale. Okay. Uh, let's take a break if you're down for that. All right, so uh, me
0: and Tim took a little break, collected our thoughts, and uh, I'm back now. Tim Tim already had his thoughts collected. I'm back now. We got the second pick, Tim. We got the second pick, and Brandon Miller is the correct pick at the number two spot. Uh, He is 6'9". The lineup of LaMelo, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, Brandon Miller, and Mark Williams is insane. Uh, like playing on 2K will be incredibly fun with that lineup. Uh, just watching that lineup will be very fun. And there's no chance that Steve Clifford uh, cannot play the number two pick in in the rotation, right? I mean,
1: if he does it, then fuck it, man. I just got to give him credit. That'd yeah. be so impressive. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Uh. Either either way, honestly, like like I'm I th- I'm leaning Brandon Miller as I as we've said before. But either way. It is like a fantastic pick. And, oh, if it were any other year, we would be super happy to get one of these two players. It is true. Uh, and, yeah, we got the ultimate tease with getting, you know, super close to getting Victor Um, But like I said in, in the previous segment, he's injury prone, and
1: I think he kind of sucks. So, Tim, take it away. I like it. I mean, you know, think of the last major French big man. Rudy Gobert, fraud. We don't need that anymore. Um, and last French Hornet player was Nicola Batum and Boris Diao. So I guess Tony Parker technically was in there, but all three misses. I'm talking myself into Brandon Miller. Uh, I was being a little tapered earlier. Uh, I really don't. I don't want Scoot Henderson. I was trying to talk myself into it live on the pod. Nope. Have no interest in it. If he turns out to be awesome, then that's cool. Hope's on another team. I'm looking at Brandon Miller, six foot nine. Seven foot wingspan. He'll be uh, 21 years old when the season starts. A little, little concerning. Um, but he shot 38.5% from three on seven and a half attempts per game last season. And uh, a lot of that's spot up. He shot uh, 41% on spot up or uh, catch and shoot shots. And yeah, I mean, I think worst case scenario, he's a six foot nine Buddy healed, which maybe for the second pick. Doesn't sound super exciting, but I think that that's just an automatic starter. And I'm also higher on Jabari Smith than you are. And I just view him as like, okay. I mean, he can easily do what Jabari did last season.
0: Yeah, which I would view as a failure. But um, as <laughs> you, you just pointed out, that we are we have very different views on Jabari Smith. I think he's, I think he's way better than Jabari Smith. Um, I think he can handle the ball better than Jabari Smith. So I guess that's a good sign. Like we're saying this guy's better than the third – uh pick in last year's draft. Um so yeah, I I hope they pick Brandon Miller and I'll stick to what I said earlier like I have to I have to watch like three more hours of tape on both of them before I become like convinced for sure, but at this very moment I'm I'm leaning Brandon Miller as well. Um the draft draft deep dives for for me and you, I I think I can speak for us both is that we don't we don't really start on that until like we know where we're drafting. We're not like the people who started like 2 years ago like already drafting them or rec- recruiting them in uh high school.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I think that obviously it's good to have more information, but I think sometimes, you know, people get stuck in the weeds and I am kind of a fan of really just crunching for, you know, a month straight on yeah. these guys that way. Cause like you'll see certain players where like Troy Murphy was a guy a couple years ago, Trey Mann. where I was like, why, why are these guys projected to be like the 18th pick? Like, you know, just not having any of the baggage, obviously, you know, causes some misses, but yeah, I'm looking at, uh, looking at Brandon Miller and got to say, man, I just watched 10 minutes of highlights did not miss a single shot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, all all in on the Brandon Miller train uh, and potentially, potentially Scoot Anderson as well. And I'll stick by what I said earlier. If the Hornets don't pick either of them, that's, that's it for me. I'm out, but it has, it has to be one of those two. It definitely, it definitely has to be one, one of those two players. And number two, if it's not, that's that's cause for uh, riots in downtown Charlotte.
1: Yeah, and I think that drafting either one of those players opens up some interesting long-term questions for the Hornets. Um, you know, obviously, the ongoing Miles situation. P.J. Washington has his contract extension. He's eligible this summer. Um, So you have that. So that adds some flexibility if you have Miller. A little bargaining chip. Obviously, that's not what you want with the second overall pick. Is to be like, well, PJ Washington, you can walk. Like that's not super exciting. Or if we draft Scoot Henderson, I think that makes Terry Rozier a little more available. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, James Booknight doesn't have any. I mean, he just doesn't, sadly, doesn't factor in at all. Um, But you know, we got a good young mentor in Bryce McGowan's (laughs) for either one of these players. (laughs) There's 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 light at the end of the tunnel, man.
0: I was following along like pretty coherently <laughs> until you said the last part about Bryce McGowan. Uh, but uh, yeah, nah, I, I agree with you that if the Hornets draft Scoot Henderson, that means Terry Rozier is available. That's like one thing you can definitely say.
1: Yeah. I would, I, I would think that he'd be available either way, but right. but he's more available <laughs> if
0: they draft Scoot for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you just never really know with our boy Mitch.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, let's 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 talk about the playoffs. Um, we'll we'll dive more. We'll have probably a full episode on Brandon Miller versus Scoot Anderson coming out in the next couple weeks. Um, let's dive more into the playoffs. So just get get your takes off. Um, I have recently moved to Boston, and Ooh. I've been yeah yeah I've been struggling with the like should I root for them because I'm here and it makes everybody else around me happier. Versus I hate the Celtics. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been like some mixed emotions. I was at a bar watching Celtic Sixers game two, and or game three. And I caught myself cheering for the 76ers, like on accident, in a mm. Celtics bar. And everybody was like, what the hell is this dude doing? Cheering for the 76ers. <laughs> and then the very next breath, I was like, Marcus Smart's my boy. You know, like I was all in <laughs> on, on the Celtics. So yeah. It's been it's been mixed emotions, but but it's been fun, like just like being in a city where they all are insane about basketball. I will say that. It's very, very different from Charlotte, uh, where nobody seems to care about anything except the Panthers. Uh so that, that's been interesting. But uh they're going up against the Heat.
1: Who you got in that series, Tim? Um, best case scenario for me is it goes to game seven and every player gets injured and both teams lose yeah but i i i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the celtics but they're just so hot and cold like i respect what they have going on i do think they're like a genuinely like really good team but they just inspire apathy with me we're like you know that game seven i mean they look like the best team in the world and then game six you're just like ah like what is going on like when they're shooting 40 percent from three i mean they just look unbeatable but they're just like a robotic heartless team in my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Celtics just because I think this heat run has to end at some point. Um, and I kind of want the Celtics to make the finals so I can experience what it's like to be in a city where the team's in the finals. I think that'll be a fun experience. Um, like having national media people coming to Boston, go down to TD garden see what it's like in that atmosphere. That'll, that'll be fun for me. So I'm rooting for the Celtics in that series. I also hate the heat. I feel like I hate them equally. So I might as well just root for the team where I'm living, uh, in the West I'm pulling for LeBron, but I think the nuggets are going to win.
1: Yeah, this has been a, it's been a tough playoff run for me. Cause you know, I, I love, you know, the warriors are like my second team, uh, even though I did root for LeBron in all the finals, so like LeBron's been my guy. I found my third grade yearbook when I was cleaning out my mom's place the other day, and it had a big plaster of LeBron doing a tomahawk dunk on it from his second season, and I was like, God, this guy has just like been in my life forever. So many ups and downs, and it was the first time I've rooted against him in a series since the Spurs. Um, yeah, I think the Nuggets have it. Also, with the uh, with the Joel Embiid stuff. Everyone's been killing him. And it kind of feels like, you know, when you're like super into like an underground band and they finally get big, then you're like, dude, this new album sucks. Now that everyone's hating on Joel Embiid, I'm just like, nah, comeback season, man. He's coming back better than ever next season. Now I'm almost kind of rooting for him now that everyone's shitting on him. It's like, it's not fun anymore.
0: Okay. one One more thing on that series. Also the Philadelphia Boston series. When... Uh, the Celtics won game seven. I went to like the park. that's a block away from my house uh, and immediately saw a dude just repping out the Jason Tatum side step three, like over and over and over again. And then me and him played on one-on-one and he tried to do that shit and he missed. And I was like, yeah, you're not getting 50 in this game.
1: Uh- <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's going to be sick. Cause that's going to be Brandon Miller torching Victor in 5 years. I love that take, dude. I love that take.
0: Yeah, Victor on the Spurs. What's he going to do? Fucking run pick and roll with Devin Vassell? I mean, <laughs> come on. what what the hell is what the hell are they even going to do over there? It's going to be the it's going to be the Victor show in San Antonio, by the way. There's not anything else going on on that team.
1: Yeah, I was I was trying to maybe counter that a little bit, but yeah, it's going to be Victor highlights and then be like oh, man, did you guys see that Greg Popovich press conference? Yeah, that's it. Like, like man, that was a, a great rant. Um, yeah, and, you know, talking about the Celtics, and one thing you can always learn from them is uh, it never hurts to have too many wings. And that's one thing I will give Kupchak credit for. He's missed on certain things, but, you know, he nailed the Miles pick. He nailed the PJ pick. I think McGowan's is showing potential. Uh, both of the Martin picks. It's like he does have an eye for wings.
0: mm. It was miles in this tenure. I'm getting confused now.
1: Oh man. You know, I might, I think you might that have might've been, that looked...
0: yeah, that was, yep. I show. did.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah no, nah, I mean, PJ, we'll hope, we'll hope that he picks another wing that, that was like, both positions are, are kind of weird. Like both players are kind of weird fits on the team because, mm-hmm brandon miller does what like our second and third best young players do if we have miles bridges next year right miles bridges pj washington brandon miller that's kind of like overkill at the three slash four although pj is more like a four slash five uh but then uh scoot henderson is mostly a point guard so it is it is a little weird with a fit with both players But we don't really care about that, Tim, because this team just won not many
1: games. No, that is a uh, that is a kind way to put it. And um, we uh, we talked about this in a in a lost episode. But, you know, national media loves to be like, man, what's the point of winning 45 games? If, you know, you're just going to lose in the playoffs like, oh, man, you know, you just need to tank and run it back. It's like, you know what? We just did a full year of tanking again, and I would kill for 43 wins.
0: Yep, me too. Me too. I, I hate myself forever saying that the 43 wins was, like, shitty. I want
1: it again. Oh, you know what? No, I take it back. No, he did He did draft Miles Burgess. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. That was the – I forgot. That was the kooky uh, SGA trade for some second-round picks that he flipped into Devontae Graham. And his last pick with the Los Angeles Lakers – was Brandon Ingram. Mm, Dude's got an eye for wings. He's the wing whisperer, man.
0: Hell yeah. All right, so yeah, on that note...